0: to be movies and e-books my name is craig wade and i'm brian allen delaney <laughs> if we're doing like weird like <laughs> no 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 I, I i was almost gonna swallow like some spit right on the first one but i figured since that one was punctuated i'd go ahead and do the rest of the sentence that way right yeah. you know make it less noticeable in my head <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, uh, it, so, was, it was really noticeable
0: So, second episode of our Summer of Fun series, (laughs) this is, uh, we're covering the, the, up through chapter nine, I think, of It, up to the The second interlude of It by Stephen King, and um, also the great, Amazing Seminole. film, the,
1: the seminal 1987
0: Funland. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Funland. We will <laughs> get into that later. But before we do that, <laughs> what's up with you?
1: Um, uh, like me specifically?
0: Yes, you specifically.
1: <laughs> um, I got a, a couple other short films lined up. That's pretty cool. Look at you! I can't talk about them though. You just are, man. I I will say, um. Both of them are 80s themed, which is kind of odd. Hmm. That is odd. Yeah. Are you going to compose the music
0: in like uh,
1: hammer pants? Oh, I'm going to do it full synth score. (laughs) (laughs) I just assumed
0: that you'd be doing it in hammer pants.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, (laughs) like in my room. (laughs) (laughs) Like no one will know, but I'm just doing it in hammer pants. Yeah. Well, I mean, I write everything in hammer pants, so it would be the difference.
0: <laughs> well, um, yeah. So, all right. Well, yeah, that's awesome, awesome, awesome. What about you, buddy? <laughs> nothing, <laughs> <laughs> nothing at all. I, uh, I, I think. Yeah, I'd already gone to Vegas before my last the last podcast, right?
1: Yeah, that's why it was delayed.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, the- among other reasons uh i guess hold on
0: i saw the house that jack built but we've already uh-huh. talked about it off mic that's
1: weird did we talk about it on here or just whenever we were eating hot dogs at costco <laughs> just at hot costco
0: with hot dogs um yeah it was okay it wasn't <laughs> good it wasn't bad i mean it wasn't even okay honestly it, it's a little lesser than okay like i, I was a really a little g-
1: less than okay
0: yeah it sounds like a good autobiography for me. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. But uh yeah, it was fine. Like I just feel like a lot of people made a huge deal out of it over nothing. It was
1: super hyped. Mm-hmm. And the trailer and looked awesome. I honestly don't even remember why it was super hyped now. Uh because Lars
0: Von, von Trier did it and they all do that. Like yeah. they you know, I mean his movies are Bizarre, yeah, but uh, I they're good, they're very, very odd in his own style, and so yeah, he's not like Tarantino Buzz or something like that, but there's you know, buzz around Von Trier movies, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, this one just wasn't good, man. And like, people were like, oh, it's so just mean, and yeah, it's mean, he's a serial killer, but like. I don't know like there was some jacked up stuff in it but it wasn't like the most screwed up movie you've ever seen and people were just like man man I I don't know you know my life was two different periods before this movie and <laughs> after this movie like I don't know man I feel the same <laughs> whatever that means but anyway uh yeah yeah so there's that um, and other than that, I can't really think of anything that I've watched recently that really—I don't know—fits the format of this podcast. Yeah, unless we want to talk about some sitcoms or Paw Patrol.
1: <laughs> what what sitcoms?
0: I don't know. Some old
1: friends in, in a waiting room. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, you get your oil change, you watch an episode of Friends. <laughs>
1: I don't think that counts. <laughs> what? Um. So, uh, Chop to the Chest will be back by the time this is out. Chop to the Chest! <laughs> that was it. Which uh, <laughs> is um, our friend Chevy's podcast about wrestling. If, awesome. you, if you like it. You can check it out on ebooks dot com, or just subscribe to the master feed, and you'll get all of our random podcasts that come out every once in a while. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. Um, well, I am looking
0: forward to more chop to the chest. Those were good.
1: Yeah, really, really it should good. Should be fun. So, um uh, uh, let's talk about Banana Splits trailer for a second. I mean, that's like, uh, haven't we covered that on here? It's all, oh, I don't know. I think, it came out well, in June. I, I think, didn't we talk about it when it was first coming out? But now the trailer just dropped, didn't it? Oh, the trailer dropped. Okay. So the trailer dropped the
0: day that it was announced, but it also, for some reason, is coming back again, but it's the same trailer. Uh, so, yeah. I oh, mean okay. But yeah, sure. Let's talk about it. I, I don't know. The, you know, now that I think about it, it was, a, it was just a group text and yeah. we didn't talk about it on here. I don't think.
1: Yeah, because Peaches sent it.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: no, I mean, it was um, a group
0: text in June, too, that I sent. <laughs> so, yeah, but
1: <laughs> it's real easy to get it lost. <laughs> you know, we I wake up way later than you guys, and there's like 40 notifications, and I'm like, I'm not going to read all these. I
0: feel you there. <laughs> like on the, the nights that y'all do it, and I'm asleep, I'm like... <laughs> Ah, man, they're still talking about (laughs) wormholes and shit. I'm done. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But, uh, yeah, so Banana Splits, I guess. Uh, So
1: so who is this movie made for?
0: (laughs) People that were fans of it in the 70s? Yeah,
1: I understand. But, like, it's like, are they going to show their kids this?
0: No. (laughs) But, I mean, it's kind of like meddling kids. You know, the book that's basically Scooby-Doo, but hard R. Yeah, but Scooper Doo. But I mean, I guess the, the other thing is—is <laughs> so that an R? Scooper Doo, Scooper Doo. Yeah, we're we're dumb. Um, no, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't watch the Banana Splits
1: ever. Not even once. You? Not even once? No. Not even like whenever they would do like replays of it on those weird shows like Shake uh, Wake, Rattle and Roll or anything like that. I did love Wake, Rattle and Roll. Yeah. Kid but, Built a Robot. What's not to love about that show? You know, I have multiple Wake,
0: Ra- Ra- Rattle and Roll mentions in the Pillow Fright screenplay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you had multiple. They're still in there. Well, I mean, years ago, last time I saw it, things were going like completely different direction.
0: Oh, yeah, but that never happened.
1: Yeah. And for people, <laughs> <laughs> for people, yeah, there's that part.
0: For the uninitiated, I sold a screenplay that would have been a rated R movie, and then they wanted to change it into a kids' movie. But yeah. I think you could have kept the wake, rattle, and roll elements.
1: No. Uh, that show's way too scary. <laughs> yeah also kids kids wouldn't understand it these days the robot had vhs tape for hair that is true like like dreadlocks made out of vhs tape yeah yeah i got these uh these little
0: figurines of uh universal monsters but they're all cute yeah they look like uh
1: what's the what's the little kid toys Oh, like uh, yes, the uh, like the Playmobil guys or yes. whatever they are. Yeah, that's what they look like, but they're real bendy
0: and, and stretchy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so anyway, back to it. Yeah, I never watched uh, the Banana Splits ever. So I'm well. Um, it it was nothing like this. <laughs> I figured just by looking at it, I knew what kind of show it was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like it's HR Puffin stuff type sto- show. Yeah,
1: basically. A, Eh, they see? Eh. Were they a band? Yes. Okay. Of course they were a band. Everyone was a band in the sixties. That is and 70s. That is like true. The Archies and I'm pretty sure at one point in time Scooby Doo also had a band. Yeah. Josie <laughs> and the Pussycats. Yeah. They were it, all bands. Huh. Well,
0: I mean, but that's what this one. There was no outside story of that. They were just a band, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. And they drove around being a band yeah so i only know of them from two places uh just seeing them uh, like just seeing their stuff but never watching it and uh there was a special when ricky gervais met uh oh god what's the guy's name gary shandling and it was amazing Uh, did you ever happen to see that no it's part of his when ricky gervais met series and so anyway like They always said that it was not a joke. Like, this was not a joke, but they hated each other absolutely hated each other like as soon as I, they met i could see that and, and gary shandling you know how he like he didn't care he just let a moment go real like real awkward you know a lot of his humor oh, was awkward yeah, i mean it's, and it's, R- ricky gervais was too but in talking he's much more like you know he wanted to talk and he looked up to him and shit and gary shandling's just like i don't like you man like i don't <laughs> like you and he was like you kind of look like bingo from the banana splits uh to gary shandling <laughs> <laughs> and so that's literally the only frame of reference other than just kind of knowing <laughs> who they are that, that I think of when I think of the banana splits,
1: but okay. So let's, your, in your head is the banana splits, like, you know, like a giant dog guy and stuff. And then Gary Shanling. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, but, uh, but yeah, I think of that every time. Um, but okay. So back to the movie, the trailer trailer, of the movie looks awesome to me. I, I yeah. mean, but it is made for sci-fi. So, mm.
1: yeah, it's like straight to video, isn't it?
0: It's it's premiering on sci-fi channel. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, for better or for worse, but it looks good.
1: Yeah. I mean, it looks it, it doesn't look like it's going to take itself too seriously, which I think if you're going to make a killer banana splits movie, then that's the route you should probably go. Yeah.
0: It's obviously a ripoff of Five Nights at Freddy's. right? Yeah. They're trying to cash in because Five Nights at Freddy's is going to come out. and Honestly, I'm pretty excited about it.
1: Uh, you know, Wait, is that still a thing? Do what? people still play Five Nights at Freddy's? I mean, it's not
0: as big as it was, but yeah, it's still a thing. Hmm. Like, they still sell their figures kind of everywhere. Not like everywhere. You can't go to like... Sporting goods store, fine. <laughs> <Sporting> goods.
1: <laughs> you know, overrun. Can't go to Bass Pro Shop and get some.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's no Funko Pops of of them behind the gun counter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, he has obscure things like Funko Pops.
0: You, you know, some people pay them to to do them.
1: Yeah, I can see that. A lot of their limited runs are paid. Yeah. But I like how there's just, like, just directors and, like, authors and stuff now. So I can get your Wes Anderson Funko Pop.
0: You can design your own for surprisingly cheap. It's, like, yeah. 30 bucks. I mean, I might do it for me. <laughs> I mean, might as well. I mean, not of me. I'm getting one of you.
1: <laughs> oh, sweet.
0: <laughs> that would be so <laughs> weird. Like, like, I, I would love to do that, like, with all of our friends. But if you just picked one.
1: <laughs> we should get our friends group uh done in the stand by me kids
0: <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> like we photoshopped that one time
1: yeah and <laughs> <laughs> um, that one got real weird
0: though because then we added like uh the never ending story thing flying over us and like RuPaul and like it, it just
1: it kept was, up <laughs> <end>. This <laughs> is real inside baseball. Nobody cares about <laughs> this. About a Photoshop we did, you shut up. <laughs> that we're can't. not gonna show anyone <laughs> <laughs> that we
0: lost years ago. Yeah. Okay, so Five Nights at Freddy's uh Five Nights at Freddy's is probably gonna be PG thirteen. And where I think this excels is that this is not. This is gonna be a Hard R, you know, Mm -hmm. like, obviously it's going on a sci-fi channel, but I don't know, over the last few years, it seems like, especially with after Blood Drive, they've lifted restrictions on a lot. Like, they basically do everything on the sci-fi channel, you know? Mm -hmm. So there's really not going to be much of a difference between... But there's not much heavy editing involved. I think they'll br- probably just premiere it late at night, and that'd be it. Kind of like Comedy Central. And, and to,
1: stuff on, like, the sci-fi, uh channel app, mm-hmm. like the streaming app, is, like, uncensored. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter anymore. So I think they're kind of slowly shifting markets.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I'm down for a hard R version of Five Nights at Freddy's, basically, which is all this yeah. seems to be. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because
1: it's just, it's just weird that it's like, you know, an official Warner Brothers thing. You know, it's like I thought it was. Were
0: they Han, were they Warner or
1: were they Hanna Barbera? Hanna Barbera owns Warner Brothers, or Warner oh. Brothers owns Hanna Barbera now. I hate, I hate the future. <laughs> you know, well, they've owned it for like twenty years, Greg. I'm just so. saying, like, I hate how everything is like. Oh
0: yeah, but guess what? Disney, Disney owns it all. So who gives a shit? It's all Disney. You
1: know. <laughs> Right, but this is why they did. Uh, recently, they did crossovers between some of the DC Comics characters and Hanna Barbera, mm-hmm. and it was awesome. <laughs> they did a Batman Elmer Fudd crossover. That seems legit. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it won like an Eisner. <laughs> really, it didn't win an Eisner. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, no, it was great. It was. Uh, it was. There's a. Um, Elmer Fudd owns a bar in Gotham. Why? And then uh, Batman helps him solve like a murder case. But like, what's funny though is like, Elmer um, has shown up in other episodes or like other issues of uh, of Batman since then. Huh. Well.
0: Interesting. <laughs> um, uh, did you ever read any of those uh, when Hanna-Barbera did their line of comics that were like adult?
1: Oh, like the Flintstones and stuff? Yeah. And they dealt with social issues? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Those are pretty crazy, huh?
1: Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> that, they that, had like the, the one that was like, uh, what's his face? Um, the The Panther one. Yeah,
0: that's one I'm thinking of, too, but I forget his name. Snagglepuss?
1: Snagglepuss. Yeah. Yeah. And they turned him into, like, an Oliver Wilde-type character. <laughs> yeah. It was, like, like a lot deeper than you would think that it would be. Like,
0: that yeah. comic. Especially. Yeah. I mean, Simpsons were... Or not Simpsons. Uh, Flintstones were just different. I didn't read much of it, but I thumbed through them. And they seemed like yeah. just an update, like a gritty reboot of the Flintstones. <laughs>
1: there is well there was the gritty reboot of uh scooby-doo that was post-apocalyptic
0: hmm. well cool
1: i actually heard good things i haven't read that one one of them died like fred died and like he like literally stayed dead <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. i think he i think he might have been a ghost for an issue or two uh-huh. well cool um, did you
0: <laughs> happen to see, uh, I mean, I guess, is it okay to move on from the, okay,
1: are you afraid of the dark, uh, teaser? No. Yeah. Apparently. So they're uh, doing scary st- stories to tell in the dark and are you afraid of the dark?
0: I, I, see, I didn't watch the old they're one. They're bringing them and both this, back. Okay. So I didn't watch the old one here. I'll hold it. Down. This one kind of looks shitty. So I'm not sure Wait, if you it, didn't watch, are you afraid I didn't of the have dark? Cable.
1: Where they threw like the powder into the campfire?
0: Okay. Yeah, this is definitely a reboot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I couldn't tell if I couldn't tell if it was uh cuz they've been like real short teasers and literally just like are you afraid of the dark? You know, <laughs> like and it's just like, oh, okay. But this one was longer, and so I wanted to see if it was. Uh, I didn't know if they were just re-showing old episodes or not. But this is actually definitely a definitely a reboot. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, whatever. You know, it, whatever. I like that show. Well, I I mean, I I enjoy any. Hey, I enjoy like gateway into horror shows. Period. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like just the
1: that goosebumps even to a lesser extent um, scooby-doo tales from the dark side
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. you know intro to horror shows well i mean they kind of were it, 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 it
0: Tales from the dark side even including i know you're joking but like <laughs> we all watched it when we were kids yeah
1: you know, mm, and i but, watched that and watched like tales from the crypt and all kinds of stuff
0: i didn't have cable so i just watched that and monsters
1: yeah monsters was weird <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey i found some old beavis and buttheads that your mom recorded for me since i didn't really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was like a marathon yeah uh, and yeah i found some old v- vhs's of them
1: <laughs> that's awesome
0: <laughs> yeah i hate that you can't get those on dvd with the uh, music videos yeah
1: licensing issues
0: yeah, I, I get why, I just hate that you can't.
1: No, in case you didn't know why.
0: <laughs> it blew my mind. But like, you know, they even show them now, and there's no videos, and it's like, damn, this show's... What's the kinda, point? Like, the videos were easily the best part. Yeah. But, <laughs> whatever. Um, okay, so are you afraid of the dark we're excited about? Yeah, Definitely. I think my daughter will like it. I mean, not not the baby. <laughs> the, she won't know. The four year old. She loves goosebumps. Uh, but sometimes it scares her. Uh surprisingly, Scooby Doo on Zombie Island scared her. Isn't that the one that actually has
1: real zombies?
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe I'm I mean at fault. like
1: <laughs> But like that's what I said, like uh you know, they're not people in masks, right? Well,
0: I hadn't watched the ending, but yeah, it's supposedly oh, spoiler alert. So, I bought this thinking that it was just a normal Scooby Doo movie, you know. Like, I'd heard that it was one of the better ones, yeah, but I bought it just thinking it was like a normal Scooby Doo movie, which she watches Scooby Doo all the time. And then this one yeah. actually, I mean, it's not like scary, so but it's not, it's way scarier than any other Scooby Doo. And she was watching it and she goes, Dad, maybe we watch something else. And I said, Why? <laughs> why? And she goes, This one's too scary for me. So okay, I'm very sorry, but yeah, they're definitely like just real monsters coming up from the ground after them. Neat. And so, at least at this point, maybe all of them are one guy in a mask.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just a bunch of mirrors.
0: Meddling kids. Um,
1: what else, man? Oh, did, you, did you see the uh, the trailer for Little Monsters? I, the, with Lupita
0: Nyong'o. Okay, no, I didn't. I, I heard about it, but uh, I had, like, 5%, and I couldn't it. Looks it looks great. What is it?
1: It's basically she's a, like, I don't know if she's a camp counselor, or I, I think she's basically just, like, a daycare teacher, right? And she's got the kids on a trip to this, like, summer camp sort of style thing um, with, like, Josh Gad, I think is the, the gay. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. But the the point is, um, a zombie outbreak happens and she's trying to like keep this group of children, like five, six year old children, like safe, but also not let them know that there's zombies. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. And so she's trying to like shield them from all the zombies that are happening. Um, and it looks, it, it looks actually really funny.
0: Yeah. That sounds like something I'd enjoy.
1: Um, yeah, because it's like you know it, it's it, at the end of the trailer. It's like she's covered in blood, right? And the little kids are like, "What happened?" She's like, uh, "I got into a jam fight," right? And then like they're like, oh, And she's like, "Don't taste it." Huh. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it looks uh, it looks really funny. Did
0: you ever watch uh, Cooties? I actually rewatched it this week.
1: No that's the one with the little kid zombies right Yes it's yeah. so good And it's on Hulu uh, right now So yeah, G- yeah I'm going to check that out because I never did before But I always thought it was funny Or I always like yeah Heard good things about it
0: Yeah it's got a really good cast too Um But uh You know it's like Elijah Wood And Allison Pill And um Rain Wilson And just A, a pretty good cast uh, and Lee Winnell, which I always enjoy in an acting role. You know, he's the the screenwriter for the, like the Saw movies and, and this one, and a lot of the you know uh, the Insidious series and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I always enjoy him, and whenever he's in acting roles, he's just inherently a funny dude, and he was great yeah. in this one. But yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, cuties. <laughs> <laughs> this was still in a little monster's plug. <laughs> eh,
1: I mean like this is what we do. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we I wonder I don't think we could do this with a very strict format. Do you? Like only talk no, about the I would mean it'd have, be a have way have a different time show. Time yeah. It, was, it would have
1: been way too much work for us to like script it mm-hmm. and we would have given up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that does sound true. Um yeah.
1: All right. Well, uh, you got anything else? Um, I mean, probably shouldn't. This has been taking forever. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> see you next episode. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say, you know, lighthouse, but there's really not much to say because we don't really know what's going on there except for maybe Lovecraftian octopus monsters. Um, And then uh, did you see how long it chapter two is? Yeah. Two hours and 45 minutes. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I hope lots of weird things are in it that are in the book that are in the book that are not in the original miniseries. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <coughs> I, so, uh yeah. So, so you know, wanna do Funland? Yeah,
0: because I'm pretty sure it's gonna take about six minutes to review yeah. that one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll be
0: right back. All right, we are back we are talking Funland. <laughs> uh i mean uh, uh, this is a film that's currently streaming on amazon prime which is yeah how well it's how i watch it i don't know how you watch it you probably, i also watch you probably amazon prime. yeah you probably found a, a way to watch it illegally yeah it's a 1987 movie yeah when a mob family takes over an amusement park after the owner dies under mysterious circumstances the recently fired clown mascot seeks vengeance for the loss of his job
1: that's one that's a somewhat accurate representation Uh, yeah sort of (laughs) Yeah, yeah
0: so Okay, first off, I just want to say I'm not sure who this movie was aimed for or what it tried to be.
1: I feel like this was a Lifetime movie before Lifetime existed. Lifetime movie? Yeah, like it had that sort of feel where it felt like it was a made-for-TV movie. Oh, for sure, for sure. Well, and I- then and then was not a made-for-TV movie. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah. Man, this movie.
0: Okay, so last episode I mentioned that this movie scared me when I was a kid. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking because this is the least scary thing I could I think I've ever seen. Like, yeah. This came out when I was four, though. And <laughs> so cut me some slack. Probably saw it whenever I was like 12, but... <laughs> I mean, no, like... No, hey... We lived
1: in Texas City
0: We lived in Texas City So I know I saw this before I was Five and a half So,
1: I we, mean it could have just been The clown aspect of it Well He was I think, also kind of a half clown half pizza Like thing
0: yeah, Clown burger pizza Well
1: his name was Bruce Burger But yeah. he was a pizza <laughs> yeah, yeah, Because it was like Brewster's Pizzeria Home of the pizza burger yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a bad movie, dude. Like, I don't. Okay, so so this this movie has like like the most mer- most like circuitous plot I think I've ever seen. Why? Because you know, it's like, all right, so this dude who was Bruce Berger originally started off as like the accountant. Right? Yeah. For this amusement park. And then he had a nervous breakdown and became the regional mascot for a pizza burger chain at this amusement park. Right? Yeah.
0: And I mean, as kind hearted as any job would be, no one would put up with that. Like, would they? Mean? Like, okay. Well, he wanted to be Bruce Burger. No, I know. His name and stuff. I get that. All I'm saying is no job's gonna put up with that shit. Like, oh, okay, you had a breakdown and now you're a clown? Like, yeah, you're no, our clown. no, like, that's just happening
1: for trouble. But, <laughs> okay, so, so, like, uh, the only guy who, like, really seemed to support him, his father figure, if you will, right, um, that allowed him to be the clown dies, like, he runs his car off a bridge or something and there's a suicide note in it, Right. And then, like, the mob buys the amusement park. Yeah, but the mob, right? like, killed him. to Yeah, get I it. know, but you don't find that out till later. Yeah. Right? But, like, the mob... <laughs>
0: Spoilers for funly.
1: <laughs> but I'm still unclear about, like, why did the mob need to buy it if Brewster's pizzeria chain was, like, underwriting the whole thing? Because that's what it kind of seemed like. Because, like, Bruce Berger was the draw for that amusement park. (laughs) Yeah, I don't get it, man.
0: Like, I don't get any of this film. Like, it didn't make sense. (laughs) The plot of the film didn't make sense. And I can never figure out if the other guy was, like, in it
1: or not. In on it or not. I don't know. And then Bruce Berger decides to exact his revenge. But his revenge starts at, like... 20 minutes till the end of the movie
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then doesn't happen till like 10 minutes till the end of the movie
0: <laughs> yeah and let's let's just do a side note uh that this is from i what was that mary tyler moore show lenny and squiggy this is squiggy is yeah. that like, was mary tyler moore that had them right i believe so yeah and so and i will say the acting of his part is surprisingly good like yeah like the, it was well acted. It was just a terrible film. It had like it had a lot of like. Anytime the announcer was on at the theme park, he was saying <laughs> like just dumb stuff
1: like you know your wife was, is
0: stuck under the roller coaster, come get her and stuff like that. It was,
1: it was like uh, airplane. Yeah, but in the in the overhead thing at the airplane, um, there's like a side plot going on. About like their uh, trouble in their marriage. (laughs) I love it. Because it's like the white zone. It's like one of them is like talking about the white zone. And one of them is talking about like the red zone or whatever. And it's like they fight over it. And then it's like talking about going to therapy or something later. (laughs) It's it's great. Um, That's because Airplane is an amazing film. So uh, this movie... It felt like um, a lot of it was improvised. Is what it felt like to me. Okay, because there were parts where like people were kind of stumbling over some of their lines, like they didn't know what they were going to say next. Uh Okay. Um, and I think I might know why. Okay, did you see who wrote this film?
0: Hold on, uh, I know, yes. Well, besides the director.
1: My oh, okay, maybe maybe not. Okay, it is also co-written by Bonnie and Terry Turner. Who are they? Okay? Who, uh, who wrote like 130 episodes of Saturday Night Live around this time. Makes sense why Jan Hooks was in it. Exactly. I was. She's like one of the first people on screen. And in my notes, I was like, Jan Hooks is in this? <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: like,
1: <laughs> for no reason. Right. Um, but yeah, she was on SNL at the time. Um, their next movie that they wrote, because yeah. they write together as a team, Wayne's World. Huh. Well. They wrote Wayne's World. They wrote Coneheads, Wayne's World 2, the Brady Bunch movie, Tommy Boy. Hmm. And they co-created Third Rock from the Sun, That 70s Show, and That 80s Show. Huh.
0: Yeah. Well. So So it's like,
1: I I, I think I understand why it feels so improv. You know, because they have that sort of like comedy background. uh Uh-huh. That's it. That's my take on it. I don't know if I'm right. Oh, okay. All right. Well, yeah. I thought you had a little more to it, but hey, yeah, that sounds about right. But it wasn't. None of the jokes landed. Like there was, there was a couple that I actually really liked. Just well, because I wasn't expecting it. This is a cliche joke, but mm-hmm. the, you know, he's like, "I'll sell my amusement park over my dead body." and oh, yeah, Smash cut yeah. to like him being dead. But the eulogy oh. at his funeral. Because it was done by the clown, but he had changed like his clown makeup <laughs> to all, black sad. And white. <laughs> He's yeah, all sad. Yeah. Like I laughed at that because I thought that was really funny. <laughs> yeah. um, just I don't know. I also kind of liked the idea that they had this because um, he was just a regional mascot, but they had the national mascot come because, like, that's what the mob wanted was the real bruce Berger, right mm-hmm. and he was like a trained shakespearean actor <laughs> yeah. and then they never showed him be the clown <laughs> yeah well, well they showed yes they did they showed him at the end for like two seconds through the scope of a rifle <laughs> yeah, yeah. like the the rest of the time it's like you never see him be this like you know wonderfully acted clown character or anything like that it just doesn't happen yeah um and then like there there where the clown guy was starting to go a little crazy right and he was in the cafeteria mm-hmm. and he asked the guy um behind the counter what's good today right and they break out into a... That's like what a I was going to bring
0: up when you said... N- that whole scene kind of made me laugh. And then the whole cafeteria is dancing yeah, and stuff. it
1: just turns <laughs> into like a dance number with like a funk groove. Because he asked him like, what's good? You know, and it's like, what's good? And it's just like, dancing stuff. I, I was like, that felt like a, like a late 80s SNL skit. But, yeah. One scene.
0: But it also seemed like... Okay, so that part structure had almost like a tone shift in him that's when yeah. you start realizing that he's really crazy because you see in the dead guy yeah well that and yeah i'm free bogart but, but like he's like like yelling at the cafeteria and they look and then nobody's
1: been dancing and stuff but yeah and you know in this movie that, oh go ahead sorry real quick that scene also had another joke i laughed at um, whenever he's talking to the dead guy mm-hmm. and, and he's like, I heard your eulogy was nice. I couldn't hear it because the lid was closed. <laughs> like, that made me laugh because <laughs> he's a dead in the coffin. Wow, man. I had low standards <laughs> for this movie. Yeah, no, I got you. <laughs> All right, but go on. Tonal shift. No, I
0: I feel like they could have easily made an effective horror movie out of this. Yeah. Like... All they had to do was push, take a little bit of the airplane jokes out and push a little harder for a little longer the other way. You know? Yeah. Because it's like it almost went to the edge. There was some creepy stuff whenever, like, you know, when he's losing his mind and hearing it almost like demonic type, you know, you should (laughs) kill him, that kind of stuff, like, that was kind of cool, but like it just never went further. And even then, I don't know if you caught at the end whenever he's in a clock tower shooting people. <laughs> um, his gun looked so small. Did you notice that?
1: Well, it was it was a uh, like one of those portable sniper rifle things. They don't have a, like a stock and stuff. No, but like, I know. But like even like it still was like that big. Yeah, it was it was teeny tiny. Yeah. It was almost like they put a like a barrel extension on a pistol.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, did you happen to see the cover of this film? Yes. Which one?
1: Uh, all of them.
0: The one where like a creepy menacing clown is shooting with a Tommy gun? Yes. Okay. So that is what I always remember. Maybe it was just the cover of this film that scared me as a kid.
1: Um, also, like they use this tagline, Welcome to the Abusement Park. Uh like all over the place it's even on the back cover like in the synopsis it's like turns it into the worst amusement park you've ever seen right no they didn't like they didn't do anything like when if you read welcome to the amusement park i think clown goes crazy rigs all the rides to kill people yeah. Right? Probably. That didn't, that didn't happen. None of that happened. The worst he did was made the park open 30 minutes early. Well, I like how these bad mobsters were just like, like you know, they still weren't even doing
0: much bad.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, like They were really just trying to turn a profit. <laughs> yeah. Their
0: nefarious plan was just to cut expenses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was. It,
1: their Their nefarious plan was capitalism.
0: You know what I kind of hate about... Mob movies and I know I don't want to say Anything bad about mob movies because I love Them <laughs> remember
1: that Episode I said I watch Every gangster movie and you're like really you're The number one fan of gangster <laughs> movies. Um no But like uh
0: The thing I don't Like is after the godfather There's always like just The and I tell you blah, blah, You know and yeah. that's supposed to that's shorthand For a mobster it's like, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, it's not really... I don't know. It bothers me.
1: Yeah, it was bad.
0: <laughs> anyway, long story short, did you like this film? No, not really. This movie sucked.
1: <laughs> 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 I'd say, like, one. Yeah, it's a one it out of five. An incoherent plot. Well, I mean, not <laughs> incoherent. Just dumb. It's just a dumb plot. <laughs> yeah, it's a dumb plot and a
0: dumb film made by some... Okay, people, it sounds like, but damn, what were you yeah, thinking? I mean,
1: these people wrote Tommy Boy.
0: <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> such high-level writing. Hey. I love Tommy Boy, but it's only based on performances. Think about how cerebral that uh, uh, Wayne's World gets. You know, I, I actually remember <laughs> listening to somebody talking about... The lady that directed Tommy Boy, I think it was directed by a female, and she retooled the script because it was so incoherent. I'm not even joking. I'm, I remember somebody saying that. Well,
1: they're the only writer credits on it. Like are other stuff, like Wayne's World, Wayne's World Two, is like co-written by people.
0: Okay, but and
1: Tommy the, Boy is also directed by man.
0: Okay. Well, there was a woman that there like was a, a
1: movie once. No, was there was a single
0: <laughs> woman that retooled the entire script and wasn't credited or anything. Like, but she did, and she also did what South Park. Um, oh God, she's like a showrunner, not a showrunner, something for South Park as well. Pamela, oh God, what is that woman's name? Doesn't really matter. Maybe it was, maybe it was Black Sheep. Who knows? Even though I don't really like Black Sheep, do you? Tommy Boy was a good movie. It was okay. Yeah.
1: Black Sheep was okay. Tommy Boy was significantly better.
0: Yeah. Huh.
1: Okay. All right. So one out of five, two ones out of fives. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. One. (laughs) Yeah. This is one of the worst movies we've ever seen. Huh.
1: Uh... (laughs) (laughs) It's up there. All right, all right. I guess we'll be back with it. Yeah, it. All right,
0: we are back. We're talking Stephen King's It, chapter five through nine. (laughs) This is a real odd format for us to read one long book over multiple episodes, but I like it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I like that we're getting to go in more in detail with it. Yeah. Right. oh major spoilers too yeah that's yeah. what i was gonna say
0: spoilers 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 i mean i can just pre-rate the fact that we love this book so,
1: anyway. yeah if you watched if you watched uh the first episode of this series um you'll probably understand that unless this book messes it up in the end crosses fingers mm-hmm. um this is probably gonna get a five yeah <laughs> yeah so both of us unless love it. he just doesn't stick the landings somehow
0: <laughs> yeah, but you know, I, I mean, we both know how it's going to end because of the damn miniseries, but it makes more sense in the context of the book how uh, versus the miniseries because you didn't really hear a lot of the high ho silver stuff in in the miniseries. Yeah, there it is literally a lot was just like
1: foreshadowing. Well, yeah, not even foreshadowing because they go out right and say it in the first part, like chapters ago. That the silver saved their lives, right?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, so at the end of uh, at the end of it, the mini series, because you know we hadn't seen part two in the film. You know, his wife comes to visit him, and she sees the deadlights, and she goes stupid, and, and like so. Then, then he pops her on the back of the bike and rides down a hill fast, screaming "Hi ho, silver!" And then she comes to, and she's fine. And in the context yeah. of the mini series, where it hadn't really said much about you know, much about silver. It's weird. You know, I was like, oh, God, that's a terrible ending. But it makes sense if it's saving their lives multiple times in the book. That-
1: yeah. And and it's like, okay, so we're, yeah, we're starting on, on chapter five, Bill Denbro beats the devil, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like this whole thing is basically set up for the end, okay? Because it's talking about you know, Silver the the bike, his bike,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, we've already seen how Silver is really really important in this book, mm-hmm. um, not just uh, this bike that we're introduced to, but like um, the coins that Ben has. Right, mm-hmm. mentioned that they like the coins had saved their lives before, and they were silver dollars,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: Um, and then also just the color silver in general because it's all over it himself yeah. right it mentions like his his suit is silver colored um his eyes sometimes are silver later in like the next chapter we'll see like um talks about his tongue being silver right like a bunch of stuff about silver
0: except for the bike the bike is actually gray <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, Name's over. yeah. Yeah. The the bike is like real crappy <laughs> real crappy gray. <laughs> all right. But so. but like yeah, I don't know. And it's also it also mentions how like um when he's on the bike, uh he he forgets about all the bad things that have happened to him, mm-hmm. you know, like uh Georgie dying and he becomes basically a better version of himself. Yeah. And I'm sure that's foreshadowing for something later. Yeah. (laughs) You know, especially since the boys, the rest of the guys see Bill as like the hero, like Mm -hmm. already in this, like even as children, they see Bill as you, the hero. You know what I love is
0: that you know it's he's a very thinly veiled version of Stephen King, and yeah. he's writing the book, and he's like,
1: and he's the hero. He's the damn hero. <laughs> and then stuttering Stephen. I mean, Bill says <laughs> <laughs> stuttering uh, but, Stephen. No, I think we talked about this last week. It's like to me, it feels like Bill is who want, who Stephen King like wants to be, right? And then, like, fat misunderstood Ben is who he really was. <laughs> like, yeah, but I don't think he was but, but especially since Ben becomes later, like, an actual successful architect and stuff like that, like, and good at his craft, mm-hmm. right? But, I don't know. Bill is also a novelist, so there could be that.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> but, um, I don't know.
0: Go on. Oh, no, nothing. Go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, this whole chapter is basically... Um, the other side of, uh, w- what's the one this B- the s- other side of the previous chapter, the Ben Hascom takes a fall chapter, mm-hmm. uh, where he's meeting the boys, like building a dam out in the Barrens. Mm-hmm. And so this is the other side of that, like what, um, Eddie and Bill were doing, trying to build a dam before Ben showed up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it- it's a
0: it's a fine chapter <laughs> you know it just kind of finishes out the previous one like yeah, you said exactly it doesn't really bring a whole lot new to the table except for it shows the fact that when eddie was having the uh asthma attack and all that shit uh bill yeah pops on the, the bike bullies and who were
1: uh, the bullies who were after bill uh or after ben um show up at the dam because like ben ran away and they take out their frustrations on eddie
0: it also kind of shows that through the other kids' eyes, they recognize, even if not, uh, sub- even if it's just subconsciously, they recognize like how lonely Ben is, and they feel a yeah. kinship with him immediately. But yeah. they're like, "Shit, he's one of us." <laughs> you
1: know? Yeah, absolutely. There's a line. Um, I don't remember where where it was, but there's a line later um, that's like,
0: Richie you talking.
1: Th- <laughs> well, whenever all the guys are there, I don't think Bever- uh, Mike's not there yet because like there's not even any indication they even know Mike yet.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Um, he's just like, you know, kind of a farm boy who lives like on the out- outskirts of town. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> but there's a there's a point where most of the the kids are there at the Barons, and Bill had brought the Bradley kid or whatever the kid. None of the other kids like. <laughs> yeah but not for um, really any reason yeah there's... no reason at all well no that's the thing It's like they don't like him and they don't know why right and they're like and, he's not one of us and... yeah exactly and there's a point where it's like um, you know Bradley didn't belong and they knew he didn't belong but they also didn't know why they did right but they were like it was like something was bringing them together you know which is probably the turtle god
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> there's actually a lot of in these couple of chapters, there's actually a lot of like unseen forces pushing them towards things. Yeah. And they mention that. Mm -hmm. So it's still, I mean, this is very much still set up.
0: Yeah. You know, the following chapter, I mean, unless you're done with, do you want,
1: um, I mean, it's basically like the only real revelations in that book, in that chapter, uh, is that Eddie's medicine is fake. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, it goes more into his his mom basically being a hypochondriac, uh, or like Munchausen by Proxen type si- proxy situation. Um, and it's like you know she always talks about how the asthma medication is cheap, but it's just because it's water. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. One thing that I found interesting. Okay, so at this point in the book, it's common knowledge that uh the adults are aware that. Forty to sixty kids a year go missing. Yeah,
1: way more (laughs) than should.
0: And if his mom is like that obsessed with his well being, you would surprise. Like it's surprising that she even let him out of the house to play.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes it mentions also sometimes that he just goes off on his own. Yeah, like and explores and stuff.
0: Yeah. So uh, that that to me seems odd. But whatever. Um. Yeah. All right. Chapter six, June of 1958, a tale from the summer of 58. I know that this will probably play into it later, but the, it, like the whole story of Eddie Corcoran yeah. really shows more about dairy than anything, you know, and adds yet another skeleton in the closet of dairy.
1: Yeah. I actually really liked this chapter. I did too. It doesn't have no, It doesn't have anything to do with the main narrative, except for the fact that one of the kids was killed by, you know, Pennywise, but, Then the the next half of it's Mike's, but um, I don't know. Like, I this book, Stephen King is like, I don't know. It's it's so weird the way it's written. Half of this book is just coming of age, hanging out with children (laughs) or hanging out as children in a small town. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. It's like for for me and you, I'm sure. It's very relatable. Yeah. You know like replace the barons with the woods and this was our childhood. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um yeah. and and like it's it's so crazy how like you almost forget sometimes that you're reading like a horror book. Right? Cuz it's just kids being kids. And then all of a sudden like things will take a turn and it gets gruesome and it gets horrible you know what i mean but Mm -hmm. it's like it's like this ebb and flow though where it's like every time you get to this sort of sense of security he just kind of rips the rug out from underneath you you know and that's what i think this chapter really was um you know and it's just like just another snapshot about another child or another two children who actually died in dairy one of them at the hands of possibly a Pennywise possessed father and the other one at Pennywise himself. Um, and then you get uh, Mike's story.
0: Yeah. And Mike's story, like, it's really good. Um, it, it, for some reason, I guess it didn't, it, it lacked a, a little bit of like scariness or Because you or know something. he's going to live. Well not even that Like the fact that it's basically Similar to Rodan yeah. Like (laughs) what he's seeing You know Rodan's a million things Scary nah But uh, it makes sense Well have
1: you ever seen like 1957's (laughs) Rodan I
0: I guess (laughs) I haven't
1: But but I think what also It shows you um, Because uh, Wait did we skip over the leper part uh, yeah, that was in the
0: previous one, <laughs> the previous chapter. That
1: yeah. So it just goes to show you, though, like it's just more about Pennywise picking whatever's in the kid's brains. Oh, for right? sure, for sure. So like, you know, he's shown up as a leper, right? Um, he's shown up as Rodent. Well, a giant bird, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, creature from the Black Lagoon killed the um the little kid and the eddie corcoran eddie corcoran right um and then what a mummy basically for ben and then
0: uh richie was afraid of what was that a teenage werewolf werewolf. yeah yeah so i mean not saying that all of these uh all of these aren't like uh, relevant to the time and all that, but there's just some that are actually creepier than others, yeah, you know
1: but but see, and I think this is also like um kind of i mean one of the things that's missing about the movies, right, but I think also something that is smart about the movies is that they streamlined it because it's the only reason like you could really um i guess link pennywise to all these different uh manifestations is because there's little details that it points out every single time yeah like the little uh the orange pom-poms yeah right and i think showing that because you'd have to basically do like a close-up every time like a monster showed up you you know what i mean and that would be like really heavy-handed yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: I mean, I, they did a little more in the. Well, I don't know. They did more. They did it in the movies. Um, the the leper, the leper, and the people burning. For Mike, saw the people burning. Um, yeah, but chronologically, I'm not sure that that makes sense in the book. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because he finds out when he's 15, but all this shit's happening when he's 12. Yeah. So anyway, Rodan he sees Rodan instead. I'm sure copyright issues may have been a problem. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So, so basically, Mike hides out. Uh, he finds he finds the the pocket knife uh, with the kid that the, that you know Eddie Corcoran's pocket knife and yep. then basically pockets it and he's like, "Ah, oh, whatever." <laughs> you know, <laughs> like does not realize that it's his, obviously. And then um then he is uh what was it? He goes, "What was that place called? Ironworks?"
1: Yeah, it was the Ironworks. Yeah. And um which uh they've shown before or they they mentioned um uh, well, I guess we haven't gotten there yet uh, with Georgie's room. Well, yeah, yeah, because he went to his room first um, in a previous chapter. Whenever he looked at it, and he found um, Georgie's picture book, mm-hmm. he builded, and Georgie's picture turned evil at the end of it, right? Yeah, but like these pictures where people are having, or the 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 locations where people are having, um, like. Uh, Interactions with with Pennywise, mm-hmm. like there's pictures of all of them in in uh, Georgie's book. Yeah, which I thought was a nice touch too.
0: Yeah, you know, the, there's so much going on, even like in the this. It's so dense that, like, I think we could spend thirty minutes on each chapter if we wanted to. Probably, but maybe just like what thematically the main takeaways are, rather than specifics, would probably be in the interest of making this not a four-hour podcast (laughs) yeah
1: okay um well i think i think with you know then if you want to talk about like i think we've hit on the main parts then of chapter six yeah because it's just like it's it's about um i guess more about pennywise capitalizing on people's fear but also like with that and what he does to, to Eddie as the leper <laughs> okay um, shows he also just like screwing with you okay like so lot. did you
0: take it that that never happened ever with, with the, the leper? leper yeah cause well, I took it the, that that it actually happened to him and I, then later he capitalized on that fear yeah Okay, I, I was yeah, thinking it, was, it were, was
1: like two different things.
0: I was thinking you were saying that the initial thing was also
1: Pennywise. <laughs> no, just the whole like because the next chapter gets uh, a little racist and um, a little pedophile-y because <laughs> yeah. uh, R- Richie starts doing his uh, voices, and mm. one of them is um, N-word, Jim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right? Uh, But, I mean, not to dismiss it, but this is like 1958. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Well, yeah. (laughs) I mean, and Richie's not... He's kind of like South Park in the sense that he kind of seems to have a voice for everything. You know? Yeah. Also not dismissing it, but at the same time, like you said, it's the 50s, and uh, I don't think that he was being exceptionally... Uh, intentionally mean uh, no, spirit no, 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 no. about it or anything he just was oh, this is a I mean
1: there's character from there's literally a a character in Mark Twain novels with the same name that's what I'm saying <laughs> yeah. that's what I was thinking he was taking it from yeah, yeah but um, anyway but it gets a little racist. I think we just probably should address it like that, but then um when Richie meets the leper, it gets uh really pedophile. Yeah, because um... he, <laughs> he wants to give him a blowjob. <laughs> yeah, to like a eleven-year-old boy. <laughs> yeah, but well, that's like something I, to be afraid like a, of whenever
0: you're.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I mean, like that. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, with all this, it just seems that not only is Pennywise interested in, um, like, killing the children and eating them but also just messing with them in like the worst ways possible.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, um, but I don't know. So we've got that, uh, cause they're telling their stories. Um, the dam they built works way too well. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, um, backs up everything. Uh, and so like this cop comes and talks to them, Right. Um, but they also find out that the dam they built was in wastewater. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and they were they were in not in the poops but they were in in the pee from the they town
1: were in the peas yeah right <laughs> uh,
0: yeah so really what my takeaway from that whole thing is that okay you know richie's voices really aren't really that great at this point yeah and uh you know ben's ben's taking baby steps at at his designs and stuff but they're all yeah. like onto something bigger than they should be on at this point.
1: Yeah. It's, uh, it's almost like they're hinting at, um, specific roles they're going to take in the, in the fight ahead mm-hmm. is what it, what it's, what it's really to me feels like they're doing. Um, you know, cause like, I don't remember exactly how the fight goes in in, in the movies. Right but it's like they all kind of had their own little parts to play. Yeah. And this is what it's really feeling like it's setting up. It's giving you all these little character details and all these little like glimpses of who they're going to be at the end. Yeah. Which is, you know, it's nice character building. Yeah. Um so uh let's see. Is this when this is when Bev gets her thing, right? Yeah, I think because there's there's two more it stories in here with uh, Bev and Stan and um, Beverly's is like she hears voices from the pipes like that. They've told before Mm -hmm. and lots of blood comes up, um, but only she can see it. Her dad can't. Right. Um, It was really gruesome in the new movie. It was like the entire room was blood um didn't seem that bad in the book
0: (laughs) (laughs) no no um but okay so they the kids all like clean they help her clean it up yeah Mm -hmm. i say the kids all mike hadn't joined the gang yet at this point which i don't think he was in it in the movie at this point either though uh
1: no i don't think he was either
0: um because he joins them right at the rock fight time right
1: yeah which, like the chapter title of that, is like one of my favorite chapter titles of all time. The apocalyptic rock fight. But, <laughs> yeah, um, but 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 yeah. So because Mike's still just off doing his own thing. Yeah,
0: uh, and uh, we kind of glossed over it on the Rodan chapter. That really kind of highlights. Uh, like that is the chapter that makes Mike as a kid uh, a fully fleshed out character to me. Because yeah,
1: absolutely. As a um, man,
0: you know what he is because he's kind of, he's doing the interludes and he's calling everyone, bringing them back together. But this, as a kid, shows his family dynamic and yeah. it really, uh, it really show it fleshes out his character. I, yeah. I really like that. I just didn't think Rod- Rodan was,
1: like, I yeah. couldn't take a, no, it. And seriously. It also Rodan sets seriously. up, uh, why he's a historian mm-hmm. because of his dad. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Um, uh, one
0: thing, okay, but, so the Be- Beverly stuff, what I loved about that was whenever she did the tape measure down in yeah. there afterward. They cleaned it all up. She stuck a tape measure down and then it just pulled on it and came back yeah. all bloody. Like
1: Ghostbusters 2? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if they uh,
1: meant to copy that. Probably. I'm sure that's exactly what they were thinking of when they were. Hanging in a sewer over emotional, responsive ectoplasmic slime. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, there's also Stu's story um, where he's up at the old tourist spot of the water tower. Uh, What do they call it? I don't remember what they call it.
0: I Um, can't remember either.
1: But he sees a bunch of um, floating dead people, basically. Mm. Or not floating, but there is floating...
0: Huh? It's almost like a zombie scene.
1: Uh, yeah, exactly. So so we've had like zombies, creature from Black Lagoon, Mummy, uh, werewolf. Like it's it's hitting all the universal monsters. But um uh yeah, yeah. So this one, you know, it's basically uh there is some floating stuff in there. I've noticed there's a lot of mentions of things floating, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of mentions of silver throughout the whole entire book yeah and like stuff like that but i mean it's basically he just sees some zombies and runs away (laughs) i mean like
0: yeah yeah well see there was such a build-up because he was like so hesitant to talk about it that i was like oh shit this one's gonna be crazy and it was nuts but it just kind of was more of the same you know like yeah okay you're afraid of zombies and you see zombies i mean
1: with the with the kids ones i mean like their interactions are really good like the next one where richie and will or i keep saying will richie and bill uh fight the teenage werewolf right like there's some there's some good interactions but you know they're gonna live mm-hmm. you know and so some of the stakes are gone and i think that's why i liked the uh the one about um eddie i can't remember his last name kaplan right Casbrack. Cas-brack. Whatever. whatever remember the other eddie the one that gets killed and his brother Dorsey or whatever. I think that's why I like those. Cause it's like, Oh, Eddie Corcoran Corcoran. Yeah. Uh, because you don't know what's going to happen to those kids. Yeah, right? exactly. Exactly. Um, but, and I think maybe they're in there because, you know, you can't have all these horror things and nothing happen. So like you have to put in these chapters where the stakes are actually real, but I don't know. Um, the the last chapter where they, they go back and they they look at uh it's not the last chapter actually. The last chapter would bring up the stuff and Stu's story. But when Richie and, and Will go back to the house to go see the picture and they see themselves in the picture. Yeah. That's creepy.
0: Yeah, for <laughs> sure. That and the whole I loved like my favorite of their interactions so far have been you know, where they the kids brought the gun and the itching powder and the yeah. fact that they like laughed about him bringing the itching powder, but then it really helped him out of <laughs> <with him. laughs> the jail. <laughs> or the sneezing the powder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Um I loved that chapter. Um No, I mean like so far, uh, you know, it, it's really, really good. It, Stephen King, uh like he's able to pull off a mixing of like, the present and past you know in the same chapter like even whenever he's talking about uh oh. s- s- what's his name I don't know why I'm blanking on his name uh Stan when mm-hmm. he's talking ab- about Stan uh and it's like and so Stan who later would slit his wrist
1: you know yeah. like I'm saying <laughs> like when like, you like, oh, well. yeah thanks for the reminder Stephen King <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah and just like oh okay Oh. Uh, but yeah he's he just pulls that off so seamlessly and um that's really, really amazing. But yeah,
1: there, there's, there's one part. Uh, I I forgot where it's at, but I, I highlighted it um, where he does a, cause the chapters are broken into like sub chapters, mm-hmm. right? Like part one and part two and part whatever. There's one where um, it does one of those chapter breaks like that in the middle of a sentence. Oh, here it is. Um, and so it's like, it's, Richie thinking as an adult back to the, the day of the dam. Mm-hmm. Right. Whenever they got, uh, uh when the cop came.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. And it's like, um, it, it's like, but to rich Tozer, it seems that the dominoes really began to fall when Ben Hanscom se- uh, stepped forward and said, I showed them. And then there's a chapter break and it's like how to do it. It's my fault. And mm-hmm. when it gets back into the second half of the sentence, it's back in the past. Yeah. And it's like, uh, I was like, man, that was like a brilliant way to do that because it's instantly, you know, every time there's a chapter break like that um, or the subchapter break, it's because it's in a different time. Mm-hmm. It might be like later in that same day or, you know, back and forth between grown ups or whatever. But like just splitting it mid sentence was such like a smart way to go back. Yeah. Like, yeah,
0: he he's I mean, this book, if nothing else, you know, hey, we love the story from from pop culture, basically pop culture and movies and stuff, you know, but the book really does so much better, so much better. <laughs> and it also, you know, it really highlights. OK, there's better story. There's better plots. But it's in terms of being able to write it well. Stephen King is just so like leaps and bounds amongst uh, above so many other people. There's a reason that he has his place at the top, not yeah. just right place at the right time. Like, he's yeah. a damn good writer.
1: So, yeah,
0: I- I'm sure he's you know, there's that praise he's been missing.
1: Yeah, that's going to be on the next pull quote mm-hmm. <laughs> on, a, on his next book. Yeah, he's a damn good writer. Some two dudes on a podcast. <laughs> 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 Oh,
0: some but, two dudes. Um, Yeah, so all in all...
1: <laughs> five stars. <laughs> uh, all right,
0: yeah, that's what I was hoping. Um, So next time... Let me think about this. I mean, that that basically takes us to the end of this, right?
1: Yeah, basically. We went around a little bit be- meandering. But <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, well, see, I mean, the story itself, though, is broken up like that. You know, where it's like... Half of the story will be in one chapter and half the story will be in another. Yeah. And we're doing this over five episodes, right? Uh, I thought so. Yeah. So
0: next week we'll take it from Dairy the second interlude through
1: chapter 13. You want to do chapter 13 or stop on chapter 13? Let's
0: do chapter 13. Okay.
1: We'll end it with the apocalyptic rock fight.
0: Yeah, because I want to read that, and also that is exactly two thirds of the way through the book. So, or a little less than two thirds, but anyway. But yeah. yeah, so yeah, we'll do that next time, and we will find come back with a clown movie, but I'm not sure which one. Um,
1: I say we should do 2005's five's Funland.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you want to we can uh we no. could also do 1949's funland
1: oh that'd be <laughs> nice
0: <laughs> oh god it's all it in just funland remakes <laughs> and stuff. Like, what's wrong with y'all
1: uh, uh d- we d- could do one that's actually got like good reviews like terrifier or something
0: oh have you have you never seen that oh uh-uh. we briefly talked about it on the podcast like when i saw it but definitely didn't go into it you want to do that
1: sure i'll i'd love to rewatch. i mean because that's also timely because there's a sequel to that coming out too okay well cool next you know what was not timely huh 1987's fun (laughs) land yeah yeah good good call (laughs) all
0: right well we'll be back in two weeks
1: all right the podcast you just heard is part of the b and e network Brought to you by BMovies and eBooks.com.